The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. This is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am with my, my partner in crime here, Mr. Michael Apatria. And Michael, I am like, I just, I'm in stunned here. We have real NBA basketball, my brother. Can you believe this? We are here, Coach. I mean, I'm not. I'm not home. I'm, I'm working out in uh, Maryland right now, so uh, you know, pretty far from Connecticut. But I, I couldn't think of a better way to spend my night uh, than watching some hoops. Uh, we got a little, even a little World Series action, and I'm doing a podcast with my guy over here, Coach. So uh, you know, I'm loving life right now, man. It doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't, man. All the build up to. The season starting, you know, and all the the preseason stuff, and and uh, it's just like wow, it's here. This is just awesome. It is really awesome. We we've got uh, like fifty people in in our first coaches challenge, and we just you know launched it forty eight hours ago. So I'm sure that sucker's going to fill up next week. So that's really cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to this second game. Please uh, record this uh, in the evening before, as, as everybody knows that listens to our DFS podcast every day. And then, uh, you know, we, we get it out there late at night uh, so that you can catch uh, this pod in the morning. Uh, and trying to, to cram it in. So, this game of the, the first late tonight. Big Lakers coming up uh, here and just sitting on Davis, LeBron James, and JaVel McGee in our big. I feel like I got a shot, man. I think and let's, let's, let's be real. Uh, it's a late. You got three guys. You got in there. So. You're breaking up really bad, man. Uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? You're in and out. No, it's. Uh, I think it has something to do with this. Uh, I'm on the Wi-Fi hotel room right now, so I do apologize to everybody. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure you guys get this content. Uh, regardless of, you know, what my work schedule is and what state I'm in. But, it, you know, it, as it normally would be tonight, uh, we're still going to try to do the best that we could and use what we have to work with. But, I, I, I mean, I heard you, Coach. I know you said you're doing pretty well, and you got three guys left. Uh, you know, you got LeBron, Davis, and JaVale. So, uh, you know, we're, yes. I, I mean, we, we were talking about it before on air. Uh, I'm kind of going against you a little bit on this because I have uh, – we're in the same contest. We're maybe a, a place or two behind, and I have a little – I do have Davis, I have Kawhi, and I have Dwight Howard. So almost the polar opposite lineup Ooh. as you do left. So it's going to – we're going we're gonna to be battling down to the edge to see who finishes higher with this one. Beautiful. I, this is going to be a good one. And we talked a little bit uh, before the show. And, and again, if if the uh, audio is not as great uh, tonight, you know, please forgive us. We're like 
like Mike said, we're, we're pounding this in to make sure we get it to you. Mike's on the road, uh, squeezing it in. So hopefully it's, it's, uh, you're able to hear, uh, everything clear enough. And, uh, I'll also warn you, we're, we're going to get a shout out from our, our, uh, mascot chance, the dog here when my son comes in. So he'll give, uh, so it doesn't scare anybody on the, on the call here. He's going to give us a, I'm sure a rowdy little, uh, first night, opening night uh, greeting from our, our mascot dog. So, um, yeah, I, I, anyway, we were talking about, uh, you know, we have this big challenge one-on-one -on -one against each other with, with different uh, things we disagree on throughout the year for our chicken suit challenge at the NBA uh, All-Star break. So I am willing to go head-to-head -head in uh, fantasy draft points uh, I'll take McGee against your Howard if you'd like that challenge. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say yes, uh, solely because I, I'm never going to turn down a challenge. And, uh, you know, I did talk a little game before this on why I picked Dwight Howard. And it was solely because I know JaVel McGee is going to be, you know, splitting those rebounds with Anthony Davis in the front court uh, while he's playing. And, uh, you know, yeah, you know what, coach? Let's do it. You know, what's the worst? All I'm 0-1 right. right now. I mean, what's 0-2 where I can I could tie this up? So, uh, yeah, I'll take Howard. Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. We're on. So we'll know when the listeners uh, tune into this, they'll know, uh, you know, who's going to be in a good mood tomorrow and who's oh, going to be grumpy. It feels uh, right gross off already, coach. It feels gross already <laughs> knowing I just bet on Dwight Howard. Like, like I already and you feel went bad against, enough. You about went against him. McGee, too. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> I know. This can't you're work kryptonite, well. dude. This can't work out well for me. I, you know, I just betting on uh, Dwight Howard leaves a sour taste in your mouth as it is, let alone knowing I'm going against McGee and, and we're going to be doing a chicken soup bet on this. And there's not a lot, you know, going in my favor on this, but uh, well, you know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. At least if you lose, you don't have to like get those frosted tips on your hair like Howard uh, has. <laughs> yeah, no, someone's got to talk to that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I before mean... before we jump in, because we have a, a monster 11-game slate. I'm so excited. This week, We've been talking about this forever and ever. We got an NBA 11-game slate. But before we get rolling, I, I want to really thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. They've been absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, they're going to be with us seven days a week for the entire year. So big shout out to Mike Grace and the whole team at Fantasy Draft. Uh, they're they're going to be sponsoring this uh, Coaches Challenge contest uh, once a week. And, uh, that you know, that again, that's going to be our spot, you know, for a couple. It's two bucks to get in. You can enter up to six times if you'd like. So, you know, we'll, we'll build up a nice little pot in there. And there's it's uh, as with everything. At Fantasy Draft, it's rake-free, so any everything that goes in uh, comes out to, in the winnings. And uh, Fantasy Draft also is going to provide some some nice little swag uh, to the winner each week, so it's going to be a blast. Well, so, I want that swag, Coach. I, oh, I want no. that swag. There's nothing better than winning like a free T-shirt. Like Leave $1,000 on the board. Give me the free T-shirt. That's what I'm all about. Give me free stuff. I, I'm telling you, I, I had uh, – a five hundred dollar head to head that I played today. I think I spent more time trying to figure out the two dollar challenge contest than I did the, <laughs> my big head to head because I'm just so intent on on doing well on that. But uh, it's it's uh, it's exciting. But there, you know, uh, go do make sure to go to fantasydraft.com and sign up if you haven't already. 
Uh, use the uh, promo code HoopBall, all one word, and you get uh, a free week uh, and up to uh, $1,000 uh, rig free uh, for that first week. So get in there. Fantasy Draft is the coolest because you can build a lineup any way you want. You're, you're not, your hands aren't tied uh, to positionality like they are in some of the other sites. So uh, jump in there and, uh, and get with us. So let's go, man. First game is a 7 Eastern game. That's the lock tomorrow for the 11-game slate, and it's the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets. All right, let's do this. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, this isn't a game I'm too in love with. I'm expecting actually a, a decently high total. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, these are two young teams that are going to be playing at a fast pace, but uh, we do have 11 games on, so we do have to cut our player pool down in this kind of scenario. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm like the Bulls side, I'm really only looking at uh, one real spot on this, and it's not like a lock and load player or anything like that. It's a guy I'm definitely going to have some exposure to. And I hyped him up last year, and it's going to be Tomas Sadoransky. Uh, we know he's starting at the point uh, point guard for the Bulls. He, you know, He's going to be splitting some time with some of these other guys. It's not like he's going to be getting 36 minutes at this position. That's kind of why he's not really a lock and load play for me. Um, I do like his salary, uh, given you know, on DraftKings he's 5,300. On uh, Fantasy Draft he's 10.5. But he's also on DraftKings small forward eligible, and that's really where I'm getting my appeal with him. Because small forward is generally a position um, that kind of is a little lackluster. <laughs> on this given slate, we do have some options. I'll get to those. Uh, but for me, on the bull side, I'm really looking at Sadoransky. Uh, on the Charlotte side, you know, uh, Rozier is going to be definitely a popular play, but he's not really. We're not really getting him at a discount. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm honestly thinking about just fading Rozier. And for my Charlotte exposure, if I'm getting any, it's going to be Miles Bridges. And on the bull side, I'm looking at Sadoransky. All right, man. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to do uh, one of my strong plays right away, right in this first game. I like Zach Levine. I've been uh, talking him up a lot in preseason. I think this is his year to step up and just uh, pour it on. Uh, Charlotte is not a strong team. They're not a good defensive team. I think there'll be enough pace here for Levine uh, to have you know 35 real points and then just uh, layer on, you know, hopefully some other stats uh, that he fills in. So Zach Levine is going to be a strong play for me. Uh, I see a lot of rotation with a lot of other guys in this game, and uh, so I'm, I, that's my only play on that side. Levine will be guarded uh, by uh, Bacon and Monk a little bit and whoever else they, they uh, shift in there at the two. And I think he should be able to really take advantage of, of those matchups and have a big game. Uh, on the Charlotte side, uh, you know, I, I think with the, the three-headed monster of Chicago's point guards of Sadoransky, Dunn, and, and Kobe White, uh, I think they'll be fresh and wear down Terry Rozier a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to fade Rozier, who's, you know, I, I like to – to roll out there quite a bit, but I, I'm going to let him uh, let him go early here and not uh, push the envelope there. Uh, the one play that I'm looking at for the the, the Charlotte Hornets is PJ Washington. Uh, he's going to be low cost, good value play, should get some steady minutes, and I like the matchup uh, with him against Markinen or uh, a couple of the other uh, guys that'll rotate in. Uh, to that four spot as well. 
Um, so I'm, you know, that's that's where I stand on that one. I probably two plays out of the very first game, and you know, two a couple of things to mention too as we get into these large slates. Mike and I will never mess around and and tell you, you know, four guys from every team that we we suggest. I mean, some of the touts out there, it's just such a waste of time. They take the three or four best players from every team and recommend them. And, you know, we're also not afraid to, to fade some of the big names. We, we will do that as well. But, you know, you got to pick and choose when you have these eight or nine man teams you're building on these sites and you have 22 teams to pick from. You got to be uh, very picky with your selections. And we're going to try to give you the real stuff that we're going to play and put all of our money on the line with and uh, roll from there. So let's jump into game two. Oh, hold we on got... real quick, Coach. Before, yes. we, before we go into farther, uh, I know you mentioned P.J. Washington, and I just I wanted to mention that I did see a, um, a tweet from a beat writer a few days ago mentioning uh, his, his rotation minutes and what he's expected to kind of see. And mm-hmm. uh, from what I saw and read, they're basically looking at playing him around that 24, 25-minute mark. Um, yeah. and you know, to me, I just think that, you know, given it being the first, the first slate and us having some underpriced guys, um, I just don't know if that's enough minutes for me to be re- really interested in it, especially given the fact that, um, you know, the Bulls aren't going to be a bad team necessarily this year. And we've seen that just given the preseason, yes, it's preseason, but the Hornets really struggled to stay in any sort of games, um, during the preseason right. as well. So, um, that's my only worry, and that's like I did have interest in P.J. Washington going into the year, and he's still a guy I'm going to keep my eye on going forward. And I do think he's ownable in year-long leagues, but I, I, I kind of want to see more than that 24-, 25-minute mark, knowing that there's going to be some other guys at that forward position that are going to be around that same price range. And and I, I get your point there. I just think that he's going to be such a value, and I do think Chicago's going to drill him. And I can't imagine uh, Marvin, old man Marv at the four, getting mop-up minutes in the fourth when they're going to want to try to get P.J. as much experience. So I'm hoping he gets around 30, and I think at value that that, that'll pay off. So we will see, my man. All right. All right. And listen, I'm not going to knock you. I know he's got the talent. I know he's got the skill. Um, for me, I, I know that they're going to want to get some bridges at the four as well, though. So I think that's definitely going to cut into his time. So I'm not expecting, you know, necessarily old man Marv to cut into his minutes as much. Um, but when they do shift, uh, you know, we're talking about bridges over to the four and then they're playing somebody else at the three. That's that's what's going to really cut into his minutes. So that's the thing I'm looking at as far as B.J. Washington. I don't think he's a bad play. Um, I just think that, you know, given the salary of a few other guys and, you know, what we have available on 11 game slate that he's going to be tough for me to crack into my lineup. So I'm not knocking you for it, Coach. I do think it's a solid play, and I do like Washington. I just, you know, hey, we got to be truthful here. I don't think he's going to make my lineups. Yeah, and he he won't be more than likely in my cash, but I I will plug him in uh, for a GPP guy that could, I think, be three, four times value. All right, let's let's run uh, to the next one because we've got so many. We've got the Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers. All right. So I think we already have some news. We know Blake Griffin's going to be out. We know that Reggie yeah. Jackson uh, is looking like he's more or less doubtful. Um, I you know. Maybe I'm speaking a little ahead of myself on this, but that's kind of the way I'm approaching this. And Markeith Morris is also questionable and looking like he could also be a little bit towards the doubtful side as well. So yeah. um, I think we just have to look at the front court with this situation with Detroit. It's going to be Andre Drummond. I think he's a little underpriced on DraftKings over there. 
Um, you know, only I think he's only eighty four hundred. That's that's cheaper yeah. than Drummond was last season. Um, yeah, that's a, a, that's an absurd price. And then we also have to look at our boy Christian Wood, the point per minute producer himself. Um, yeah, he, he's most likely going to get some run at power forward in this type of game. So I, I you know, especially going against uh, the Pacers, who do play two big guys in their front court. So uh, Demonis Sabonis and Miles Turner. So for me, it's just those two got two guys. Um, I wouldn't necessarily play them together. I don't think that correlates very well, knowing that they can eat, eat into each other's rebounding value. Um, but I do like both. I think that we have three uh, really good prime centers on this slate that are pretty pretty high priced. So you know, if you're going to be the guy that you know sits there and avoids Drummond, maybe get some Christian uh, Christian Wood exposure in your tournaments. Absolutely. How about on the Indiana side? Uh, honestly, Coach, I'm not really loving anything on the Indiana side. I, I think this game's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a blowout very fast, or it's going to be a low-volume, low-scoring, slow-paced game where there's not a lot of value. If I was going to look anywhere, it'd probably be Brogdon, but I just think at 6,500 on uh, you know DraftKings, I think that's a little bit over my taste. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not really going to go there too, too much, knowing that we have some other options at shooting guard and point guard that we could go to. So I'm not going to knock the Brogdon play. I think he's more of a GPP kind of th- GPP kind of guy, um, but I'm really not too interested in anybody on Indiana. Okay, I, I did read uh, something from a beat writer yesterday uh, about the Pacers. Something to keep a note of going forward is uh, the coach basically stated that their their biggest goal this season is to up the pace of play. They want to get more shots up and really push the pace compared to where they were last year, which was pretty low. So that's a good good thing to look at for, for teams uh, uh, that you may have faded last year because the Pacers had a little bit slower style. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. For me, uh, Drummond is my center tomorrow, period. He's 100% lock, cash, and GPP. Uh, with Griffin out, and uh, them really banged up. I don't believe Markeith is going to play. From what I read, Reggie might play, so that's a question mark, but I just think Drummond's going to get a bunch of minutes and just, you know, I don't care that Miles Turner is, you know, a a decent defender and et cetera. I think Drummond's just going to eat tomorrow, and he's easily my center play of the day. Um, No one else on Detroit for for me is going to make the lineup, uh, especially on a large slate like this. Um, on the Indiana side, I was tempted also with Brogdon. Uh, but, you know, my, my thought is Indiana is going to blow them out and Detroit is going to try to slow the pace down because they're so shorthanded. And it'll just, I think, really cut into uh, Indiana. And I think Holiday and McConnell – give Brogdon a break and, you know, these other guys are just, they're a fairly deep team. So, you know, I'm going to pass on Indiana. Yeah, no, I don't knock you. Like you said, it's, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's just, nothing is very overwhelming. All the guys are priced right. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that game. Beautiful. All right. We've got Cleveland at Orlando. So this game is unsexy. Um, (laughs) Needless to say, uh, I think it's it's two options and it's on one team. It's I'm only looking to target Orlando and you know I want to say Vucevic, but we have other center options which I prefer over him. So I'm probably not going to go that way. And then it's just really Aaron Gordon for me. Um, if you wanted to take a stab at Evan Fournier, I wouldn't knock you for it just because we know he can score in bunches. 
um, but he's very scoring reliant, and he was pretty injured during the preseason. So who's who's to say he's going to play big minutes? So and, and let's let's be real. This uh, this Orlando team is not bad. This game could get out of hand very fast. So uh, that's kind of my approach I'm taking with this game. Yeah, I mean Cleveland's just such a a, a fade team this year. They're hard to play. Uh, they really are. So I mean it's. It's going to have to be the right matchup uh, in the right situation, and and this one just doesn't look like uh, a good fit for me. So Cleveland is a pretty easy pass uh, all the way across the board. I do like a small forward on the Orlando slot side, and that's Jonathan Isaac. You know, I've I've been touting him also in the preseason. I see him stepping forward. I love the matchup against. Uh, you know, the Cleveland's against Jetty or, you know, uh, McKinney or some night if they play small. I just don't think anybody that, that uh, plays the three for Cleveland is going to be able to really step up and stop him. And I think that uh, he's got the best chance to sort of show out. I think that, you know, he wants to uh, show that he's a main option on this team and and uh, they did run run some plays for him in the preseason, which they hadn't done in the past. And, and I think that he's just a good uh, play at a, a real reasonable price. Yeah, definitely. I'm not, I mean, I'm a big Isaac guy. Uh, anybody that's listened to this year's show or last year's shows that I was on, I'm, I'm always counting him. Uh, mentioned him in one of my you know hot take articles uh, earlier this year. Um, I'm a big fan of him. I just don't think this is the matchup where I want to try to take advantage of that. Um, it's just a very underwhelming game overall. And like I said, generally small forward is very, very weak, but I think this is this opening slate. Uh, we definitely have a lot of small forward options that we can choose from. So I'm okay with just kind of avoiding this game all in general. Um, if I were to pick one guy, I, I think I would lean Gordon, but I'm good with this game pretty much. Outstanding. All right, we go to the 7.30 Eastern games. Uh, and the first one is Minnesota at Brooklyn. So this is this is not this is a spot that we would target centers in all day long last year, um, and I did mention a few high price centers. Carl Anthony Towns being ten one on DraftKings is a guy yeah. that I think that we need to look at just simply because he's going to be the focal point of this offense as he has been. He's going to be playing big minutes, um, and I don't really care about DeAndre Jordan. This team's still probably going to you know be pretty bad against opposing centers, so I yeah. do think he's on the board. He's probably the only one. I mean. I wouldn't mind a stab at Covington, uh, but I don't. I don't think he's much more than a GPP play, just because we've seen him before in the past. He could put up a 17 rebounds in a game and then score right. two points, and that's still not going to get you to where you want to be with him. So, I'm I'm okay with just kind of looking at Towns a little bit. But when you're talking about price tags and Drummond being 1700 less than him, it's kind of hard to be very very enthused in him. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with this. All right. Uh, you have any takes on the Brooklyn side? Kyrie. It's a Kyrie home game, 8,900 DraftKings. Uh, we're looking at 16-4 on fantasy draft. So he's a guy that I'm going to be looking at a little bit. Um, you know, I'm expecting him to kind of want to show out first game in Brooklyn. Uh, we know that he is from the New Jersey area, so he should have some fam- friends and family um, in the stands just for that sole reason. I think Kyrie's on board. All right. Kyrie right out of the shoot, huh? Not not bad. I mean, I, I get it, no doubt. Um, for me, on the Minnesota side, um, you know, Cat's got to be certainly a consideration. He's going to be one of the higher-owned players uh, going against, you know, the team, obviously, that, that had the 
first ranked, 30th ranked. How many teams are there? 30? 30. Uh, 30 yeah, 30th ranked team in uh, the NBA against centers last year. Yes, DeAndre Jordan's there, like you mentioned, but I still think Cat, you know, is probably going to be one of the highest usage guys for the whole season. Uh, it's just that cost difference with Drummond. You you hit the nail on the head, you know, across uh, the industry. To me, you know, I see the two of them having similar type nights. And, uh, you know, you know uh, fantasy draft, I will try to jam in both Towns and Drummond for sure and, and try to, you know, use some of those value plays that we'll discuss uh, – uh, this evening or, you know, for the evening and, and try to get both of those guys in. Cause I think they're going to both smash. Um, I like Robert Covington a ton in this game. I think his, you know, his price is, is fair. It's, he's not a value play, but it's fair enough. And I just, I love the matchup against, you know, whether he's playing against Torian Prince or uh, Perukes or Musa or whoever they put in there at the four, I just think that he has a big game and he's, you know, he, he can hit a bunch of threes. He's going to, you know, not have any other blank st- uh, stats. He always gets a bunch of steals, rebounds. And I just think he's a, a real logical play in a game here that I think is going to have a really good pace. So, um, you know, I'll be, like I say, where I can put Cat in, I will. Uh, and Covington's going to get uh, definitely some run for me uh, on slates uh, across the different sites. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, with Brooklyn, I, I love Karis Levert. I just he's one of my favorite young players in the league. Um, you know, I I don't see anybody really at the three that's going to stop him. Jake Lehman probably is going to get the start. Uh, they'll bring in Culver, who's a rookie. He should be able to school the life out of those guys. So, you know, I, I really love uh, Karis LeVert in this game. Again, a guy that you can get at, at a fair price, and he's going to get a lot of play for me. I, I do like Lever. You know, I didn't mention him, but for the sole reason, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, Jake Lehman starting the three. Um, my thought process on this is just because Jake Lehman's starting at the three on offense doesn't mean he's going to be guarding the three on defense. So I, I'm actually expecting Covington to get a lot of Levert on defense. And for the same reasons that you like Covington um, is the same reasons I don't like Levert. He's very good defensively. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he, can, he can come up with a lot of steals, come up with a lot of blocks. He's a very pesky defender. And that could cause Levert some problems. So for me, I'm not going to sit there and X Levert out of my player pool, but I'm, lim- I'm not going to play him in any cash games. I just... I, I would expect Lehman to be covering whoever's playing the four um, for Brooklyn and then just, you know, Covington taking on Levert for most of the game. I think that's that's the, the route that they're going to go. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. But for that sole reason, 11 games, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go there. And we also have to see how this team meshes with Kyrie being in their offense now. So, um, you right. know, I mentioned that it is a home game pretty much for Kyrie just because he does live in New Jersey, grew up in New Jersey. That's a stone's throw away from Brooklyn. Um, he's going to have friends and family. And I mean, we could see it just kind of tonight with, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, 
what happens when you play in home games. Uh, you you kind of buy yeah. into that narrative. I think, what, do you have eight shots in his first four minutes? He's oh, from my Canada. gosh. He's from Canada. Yeah. They're playing in Toronto. Um, I mentioned it a little bit, uh, you know, on, on Twitter, I think. So uh, it, it's a thing that you kind of have to buy into, these hometown narratives. And, you know, Kyrie's not a guy that's going to sit there and force an extra seven shots necessarily because his family's in the stands. Um but it's something I do take some slight, uh, some slight into account. You know, it's not something that's going to be a lock necessarily. Um, but that's kind of my, my method on why I'm not really getting too much lover ownership. Yeah. And you know, it's all going to come down to what that matchup is because, you know, I just don't think that's the way they're going to match it up. Uh, I do think that, uh, you know, I, I do think Lehman will start on them, but I could be wrong. So, you know, that, that's something that, you know, uh, maybe, reading into tomorrow, seeing if we can uh, check out some of, uh, you know, the the write-ups for, for both teams and see if we can figure out those matchups. Because, yeah, I think, you know, Levert against Covington is a completely different situation. So uh, we'll see how that rolls out. That'll be very, uh, very interesting. And I uh, think that'll be a fun game uh, to watch with uh, definitely some some pace involved there. All right. All right, we go on to game five, uh, Memphis at Miami, an interesting game. See, I'm not thinking it's that interesting, to be honest. I, I'm not really. No? I, I mean, for year-long I you were a Grizzlies guy. I now. am a Grizzlies guy, but not when they're playing the Heat. We're talking about an Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley team who generally never plays pretty up-tempo. Uh, they got pretty good defenders now, you know, so it's it's kind of a spot that I'm not very interested in. Um, if I was to look at anybody in Miami or I mean uh, Memphis, it would basically be the you know the two young focal points of their offense, which would be Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant. Um, mm-hmm. But to be honest, I just think we have better options. Um, I think there's going to be better slates to kind of take advantage of these guys' prices and target them. And this isn't a game I'm too overly excited. I I love a lot of the guys as far as year-long fantasy, and it wouldn't shock me to see everybody have a, a good game. Um, but again, coach, I'm a GPP player. I'm looking for guys that are going to break the slate that you need to have into your lineups. And I just don't think that there's going to be anybody in this game that's going to be like, I must roster them kind of thing. No, you know what? I agree with you. Uh, we're on, we're on point here. I just think, uh, for Memphis, you know, that's a tall task to go into Miami for their very first game. Um, you know, I guess Joe Val is bad. Is he going to play? Yeah, you Joe Val, Joe Val said he's expecting to play, and that's I, I'm but glad you he'll mentioned. He'll be it. limited. I'm sure he'll be <clears throat> limited, though. Yeah, and I, you know, he's not a guy that you know, I, I didn't mention him, and I said I'm not interested. I did write him down, though. I always do my pen and paper kind of thing before, just because his price tag. He's 6600. It's probably still too cheap for him, even if he plays 27 minutes. He's a guy that can rack up a double double very quickly. Um, I'm expecting a, a high usage from him in this offense, so he's a guy that I'm going to have a lot of my lineups going forward. Um, but again, we're talking about a lot of centers on this slate. So he, he, he might make the cut in, you know, one out of every like, you know, six or seven lineups, but for me, he's not going to be a a focal point. Yeah. I, I've got to wait and see on Joe Val for a while. I, I've got to think, you know, they'll roll him out there for 20, 24 minutes because he, he did not suit up for a single preseason game. And I, I I can't imagine they're going to push him. Uh, off the bat, especially with a young team like this. So he's a he's a complete cross-off for me. You know my feelings on Triple J. I, I am not a Triple J guy because I think he's got uh, 
even a worse than Mitchell Robinson uh, foul trouble issue that is just, uh, you know, watching the preseason, he just he just has no concept of positionality defensively. His reaching and his fouls are just ludicrous, and it seems to snowball when he starts to pick up a couple more. So I don't trust him at all. He will not be on my, uh, you know, I think he's a talented kid, but, but he's not going to be in any of my lineups until I could see a little bit more out of him. Um, John Morant is very, very tempting. And I'll tell you why, because his speed, even though Miami is really good defensively, it's just, this is a really good matchup for him because Justice Winslow is going to start at the point. So the, you know, the question is, you know, who's going to be quick enough out there to guard him on the Miami starting five. I see nobody. And then when they bring a Dragic in, uh, you know, he's crafty vet, but he certainly doesn't have the speed to stay with Morant. So if you have the stones to play him, you know, I think Morant could put put a good game on the board. I really do. But with it such a, a big slate uh, and so many good point guards, I might, you know, he might not quite make the cut for me. But I, I see every reason why uh, he would be a good play, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what I wanted to get to, and I, you know, I didn't want to tout him too much, but I'm I, at the same time I didn't cross him out of my player pool. Generally, when I start on uh, the night before, I try to eliminate a lot of guys I'm not interested, in, and he's not a guy that made that cut of elimination for me just because of his simple upside. Um, like you said, I did think about that with the Winslow guarding him. He's going to have a major speed advantage. He's going to kind of be able to get a shot on him anytime he wants. Um, but it's a rookie. Um, we always have taken that account. You know, there is an adjustment period of actual game speed. Yes, he played well in the preseason, but this is we're talking about starting lineups for thirty plus minutes now. Um, we're talking about Spolstra, who is a you know he's always been good a, de- a defensive keen coach. So um, I, I mean, for me, I, I just don't see myself getting there. I think tonight's going to be a night where I spend up a little bit more on point guard, um, and that's just kind of the the route I'm going to be taking. Excellent. Uh, on the Miami side, uh, I have two guys that are right on the cusp of making my lineup. Uh, certainly going to uh, put both of them in in a GPP. Not sure on the cash side, but I think Bam Adebayo is a great play. I mean, he, he looked phenomenal in the preseason. He's going against Joe Val in a, in a limited uh, sense. Triple J will follow him three times in one possession. So I just think Bam's going to be tough to stop inside, and he's really a force. I mean, he's definitely you know my pick for most improved player this year, and I could see putting him in there again. You know we're starting to stack centers again, and I already said Drummond's my main play, and you know there's some other guys I like as well. So you know this Bam's probably going to be a fantasy draft guy for me because of the positionality, being able to play multiple centers. But he's certainly going to make some GPPs for me on the other side uh, in some of the other sites. And then, you know, I know I'm a broken record, but Tyler Hero, I pretty much play somewhere in my lineups uh, all the time. And, you know, with Deion Waiters being uh, suspended for uh, actions, against the team that were detrimental. So he's out and, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine they're going to count, you know, on uh, playing Butler at the two a ton or the rookie Kendrick Nunn. So 
I love that the hero hero is going to get to me what I think could be a 25 to 30 minute run. And I think he's certainly a consideration uh, for me that, that, that I'm going to look at throughout the day tomorrow. I don't knock you for it. I'm, I'm a big hero guy. Um, I just don't think this is the right spot. I want to see kind of what his regular season rotation minutes look like first. Uh, yeah, he was getting a ton of run in preseason, but that's it's preseason. We see rookies get a ton of run in preseason all the time. So I'm just not too confident. I mean, the waiter's suspension definitely does bode well for him. Um, I just don't think that's a spot that I'm, I'm going to be dabbling in too much on tonight or tomorrow night, uh, maybe later well, on in the future. He, if, he break, if he breaks the slate for me tomorrow, I'm going to come on and I'm going to sing. <clears throat> the, <clears throat> I'm choking because I can't sing it. Did you ever know you're my hero? <laughs> I can be your Celine, hero, baby. Is that Celine D- Dion? <laughs> <laughs> so I will break out the tunes if he breaks the slate for me, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. You got it. That's a, that's a picture-perfect moment. Uh, and that's with two R, hero with two R's, not one, baby. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. I don't knock him. Uh, I, I, I love his game. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a very talented guy. I think he has a very bright future. Um, I, I do think that playing against Memphis, they're going to see an up-tempo pace, so that does help him. Yeah, and if definitely. we do see garbage time for some reason, it's not going to really impact him as well. So for all those reasons, I guess I can kind of you know side with you. I just don't think I'm going to go there. Well, you'll think about it and slide him <laughs> in somewhere. I know it, man. we we got to talk each other into winners here. That's the main thing. Or talk each other out of losers one, or the, one other way or the other. All right, the the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. What a great first night game for both of those teams. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, This is going to be one that I'm definitely probably going to get a good amount of action in watching. Um, I think we have to just talk about the obvious options. For me, I'm looking at the Boston side. I'm looking at Kemba Walker, 8,100 on DraftKings, 14-8. He's a guy Mm -hmm. that we're talking about when he was playing in Charlotte, getting all that usage. Uh, was putting up 40, 50 point nights regularly on, uh, on, on, you know, across the industry. So I think yeah. he's definitely an option. Um, we do have some other point guard options. We've already mentioned a few. So kind of, you know, getting your exposure in the right things, maybe game stacking them with a guy like Joel Embiid might be a smart way to go if you're going to play him. And then for the other option I'm really looking at would be like Jalen Brown at 5k on DraftKings. I, and I just think that he's, you know, he just signed that big contract. He's, he's, He's a guy that's definitely going to see an increased usage. Yes, you know, Tatum's going to see usage. Yes, Hayward's going to see usage. But this is a guy that they locked in. Uh, he's a big part of this offense going forward. I think he's going to take his time, take his shots wherever he needs to. Um, and you know what? If we're going to, if we're going to you know, pick one guy that kind of has that upside, I think it's going to be him um, at that nice little mid-salary, low-owned kind of you know, price tag. That makes sense. That makes sense. Can you believe the contract Jalen Brown got? It's absurd. Um, I, I I just it stuck out like a sore thumb. I couldn't believe what they paid him. I think they overpaid him by like thirty, forty million. I really do. Yeah. Well, you know what? He had the he had the Celtics by the by the balls at that point. You know what I mean? It, it, they already I mentioned guess. several times over the past year, two years, that he was untouchable in trade and, and all this other stuff. So at that point, he he pretty much could name his price, and they had to pay because. They would look foolish if they didn't if they didn't sign him to a deal and then they didn't involve him in like an Anthony Davis trade like they had the option to. Yeah, I guess I just it. I was shocked. Good for him though, man. No doubt. Um, 
did, did you mention anybody on the Philly side? So Philly, yeah, I'm looking at Embiid and Simmons. Those are the only real two options I have any interest in. And I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup for Embiid. I mentioned three high-priced centers I'm in, and this is the third one. I, I like Towns, I like Embiid, yeah. I like Drummond. Um, just the fact that he's going to be able to have his way with guys like Canner, Robert Williams, and uh, Daniel yeah. Tice. Uh, there's not a like please play canner 20 minutes and joel Embiid will have 40 points it's that simple oh the my longer, god i know the longer canner's on this guy the the, the more obnoxious his game's gonna get um i just don't i just don't see an avenue where he just doesn't hit value i it's hard yes drummond is 1400 less than him on DraftKings, and that's gonna be the difference maker when i'm building my lineups is that price difference otherwise if they were close to the same price it'd probably be Embiid all day for me yeah, and it it I mean, I Embiid's got to be one of the higher owned guys on the slate. I mean, he has to be because you know, just that matchup alone. I mean, Daniel Tice is going to be that's a a big, you know, task for him. Canner's the worst defensive center in the league, and Williams isn't even 100% healthy. He's he's a little dinged up. So, man, I just I you're right. Embiid's going to be hard to to not put in there and uh you know if i do have a second or third lineup where i don't have a drummond in there i you know i probably even like him beat a little bit more than towns just because of the matchup uh so i'm going to be trying to juggle some lineups it it's such a shock to the system here trying to look at 22 teams and all these guys you know we've We've been away from it so long, and then just having these little three, four game preseason slates. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, how do you, how do you make your cuts here? It's uh, it's going to be tough, but I agree with you, man. I mean, this is such a smash spot for for Embiid. It's it's not even funny, and I think he'll just absolutely crush it. Um, so you know, I'm going to try to find a way zigzag in a few lineups. I can see multi entering a few things, which I usually don't. I usually try to keep my lineups down, but, you know, it's going to be so hard tomorrow. I'm going to want to play a couple of these extra guys. But that's my only play uh, from the Philly side. I think it's pretty cool about, you know, with Horford going against Boston, that uh, that narrative is going to be interesting. I think it may work sort of negative against Horford because I think the Boston guys are going to be a little more pissy about, you know, sort of, sticking it to him because he you know he, he left him because he wanted to play for a contender you know like a huge slap in the face to the celtics uh so you know i don't think that's gonna bode great for for horford and uh you know simmons is always an option no doubt about it it's just again you got just a litany of point guards here um he has a poor history against the celtics as well so. yeah he does they usually defend him pretty well and he, you know it's one of the i think that's the team he plays has the worst stats against but uh no that that's a good point too um and then from the boston side i just see so much distribution of of usage i don't, I don't think kemba's going to be the dominant guy that he was in charlotte at least not initially because you know, the ball has to be shared. Tatum, you know, any given, given night, really Tatum or Hayward or Brown, you know, those guys could lead the team in scoring. Uh, and certainly Kemba is going to be right there. Marcus Smart plays a big role. So it just, you know, Boston uh, is just a, a real tough DFS play for me, uh, especially on a big slate like this. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing about, you know, Kemba I'm looking at is I'm actually, I'm not expecting him to have the same usage as Kyrie did when he was there, but I'm expecting him to absorb just about most of it. Um, so I'm not really too worried, especially with Horford leaving. Um, you know, a lot of the offense did run through Horford at the post. A lot of it, he'd step up to the three-point line, you you know, take a couple dribbles, then hand it off, whatever it may be. Um, he would have the hand, the ball in his hands a lot, and he was almost like a point center for them at some point. So, I, I you know, that's kind of the reason why. And now we're talking about uh, a Kemba Walker. You know, you're mentioning it, how good he was over in, in Charlotte, and that's with about 98% of the defensive attention being on him. I think these other options are going to help open up his game a little bit more. Um, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm still keeping him in my player pool. I, I think he's a fair price. Um, 8100 and, you know, 14-8 on fantasy draft I think is more than fair. So I, I'm not going to cross him out. I, I'm not going to lock and load him. Um, but he's definitely in play for me, I, I, you know, without a doubt. I, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I respect Kemba tremendously. I just it, – it's just such a recipe for fade for me when – when a guy goes from a team where he was, you know, 85% of the plays were called for him, and now he's going to be one of four guys that could score each time down. I just, it, that whole usage thing is massive there. Yes, he'll keep the minutes, and, and that'll be there. And I think, you know, on a given night with the right matchup, he can be really good. But I just, I, I, I think Kemba's numbers are going to go down a little bit simply sort of the opposite of the way you're thinking. Yes, he was the, the focal point defensively for teams facing him, but also that's because he shot the ball and the play was for him almost every time. So I just I think that's going to affect his number, and I think you may see his price go down a little bit here in the first couple of weeks. And, you know, once that happens, then I think I'll be more interested you think it's going to go much? I don't know if it's going to get much lower than eighty one hundred on like DraftKings coach. I don't. He's not a seven K type of guy. Um, well, he's got a. I, I mean, I think they're first of all. I think the reason he's eighty one hundred is for the reason I'm saying exactly. I think they're they're smart to say oh, that. There he but, is. Okay, there he is. We got our mascot. We knew it was coming, but he was pretty quiet tonight. He was pretty good. Ch- Chance is fired up for the start of NBA season. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It, it, it's it's got to play out, but I think that he's going to be a guy that you're going to see sitting at that 76, 77, 78 number here pretty quick. I just, I really do, because there's so many good point guards, and I think, you know, with what he's going to put out, I think that's sort of the range that he'll be in where I expect him to land, but We'll see. I, I mean, I certainly could be wrong. I mean, he's a he's a, a very gifted player. There's no question about it. No, I mean, I, hey, listen. If you're gonna fade him, I'm just kind of I'm I'm interested to in see who you're gonna be playing at point guard then because you know you're you're fading Kyrie. Yeah, you're not interested in Kemba. Um, no, those those were two of the guys I I know I'm gonna have some interest in at point guard. There's a few other guys I've you know jotted down, um, but I don't know if they have the same kind of upside and. You know, we're going to get to one of the other guys I wrote down a little bit later, and I know you're going to have some interest in them just because they're facing your team. Uh, yeah. you know, and I know how much you love that. We'll just get to it, I guess, real quick, the Phoenix yeah, Suns. There, so, there's uh, some guys, there's some <laughs> point guards coming, and you are exactly right. You've oh, got I know. My, I, look, my coach, favorite he, point guard not nailed already, and we are, we're four games away from Listen, game. I already know, Coach. I know you. I know you. Yeah, we've been doing Lord. these. We've been doing these. I have them written down, too. 
Um, just but just looking at that price difference between him and Kemba, it's not very much. Um, Does that mean that the fox is snuck into the chicken coop here? Is that what we're talking? <laughs> we might, we, yeah, I think we are. You know, the when the, what the fox says, I guess. You know, um, absolutely. I, I, do, I do have some interest in him. We'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, I just knew that that was that. If you're not interested in these two guys, that's got to be the guy you're interested in because he's another guy I've written down. And after that, my point guard list gets pretty short. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm trying to stay real because, you know, it, it's just, again, you know, 22 teams and it's like a, a culture shock getting back in to, you know, building a lineup with eight or nine guys in it, depending on which site you're on. And, you know, uh, it's like, okay, you know, you got to be super selective, but uh, I'm with you, man. All right. We're, we're six games through five to go. So just uh, at the halfway, somewhat a little bit over halfway point here. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Get to fantasydraft.com. Sign up with the, the promo code HoopBall. Get that first week uh, free action up to 1,000 entry fees. Join the Coaches Challenge contest. I'm not cheating, by the way. I don't want to know where I'm standing, so don't look at those results at, at all yet. I want to wait and turn it on after the show because I'm going to take that sucker down, baby. <laughs> I haven't been looking um, at the results, Coach, but I will tell you, we were talking before the show. Fred Van Fleet rolled his ankle, uh, yeah. left the game. Um, he did return, and this game went to overtime. So just a little, uh, oh my god, just a little wow. little tidbit to kind of get your, your get your mouth watering while we're doing. And Van Fleet's back yeah. on, huh? The game's over wow. now, but he did play 44 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah, he was my lock and load, too. That's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, you had But, uh, all right, so D- Fantasy Draft, you know, work, get there, utilize them, get on there. They're fantastic. They're the only rake-free site out there. It's amazing how much you save. Uh, I did a little uh, – had some discussions with some of the Fantasy Draft guys and then crunched some of the numbers, and it's such a huge impact. Uh, someone like me that plays pretty heavy – uh, I end up with the uh, what I pay for, you know, monthly for my membership. It ends up being about four to six percent overall rate, which is peanuts. A lot of these sites are 12, 14, 16 percent rake, uh, depending on some of the contests. So when you're talking about, you know, half or well less than half, you know, Double the savings, if you will, half the cost, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, it I mean, you got to consider it. I mean, it, it makes a massive difference uh, for your for your DFS dollar. So definitely, you know, check that out. Also, uh, you know, we're seven days a week. Catch us every day. Uh, I'm on six of the days. We have Michael, obviously, plugging five of them. Andrew Hansen, who's a stud, he's already sharking it up in in the the first uh, preseason couple of shows and he'll be on a couple of times a week and you can catch that podcast everywhere uh, podcasts are found we are on itunes google play stitcher podbean iheart spotify youtube everywhere and do us a favor take a second rate review subscribe hit the five stars give us a quick positive review some likes some thumbs up on YouTube and, and, you know, that really helps us, uh, get our, our, uh, sponsors excited and happy and everybody that's working to bring this free content to you on a daily basis. Uh, it, you know, it allows this training 
to keep on rolling. So please do that when you have a chance. And uh, we will keep bringing you this uh, behind-the-wall kind of top-notch uh, DFS analysis that you really can't find anywhere else. So uh, we're there, man. We're doing it. And uh, with that, we get to go to the 8.30 Eastern games, the Washington Wizards and Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a game that is, is – I'm actually pretty interested in. I don't know about you, Coach. I have a few options I'm, I'm definitely taking a look at. Um, we'll start with the Washington side, and I mentioned, a, a, you know, shooting guard having a few options. I think Bradley Beal uh, is definitely going to be an option that we're looking at the entire season long. I'm expecting a massive season from him. I think this is a good defensive matchup for him. Um, I'm expecting a pretty decent pace, so I, I think Beal is definitely going to be in play. Um, yeah. There's another shooting guard we will get to. That's a fairly, very similar price that I do have interest in a well, which I almost think is going to be a toss-up between them both. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm really just kind of looking at Beal, and I think that uh, Thomas Bryant at 6,600 is definitely in play. If you wanted yeah. to look at uh, Rui Huchimura, um, 4,900 on DraftKings, I think he's an option. Um, but I just wouldn't pair him in the front court with Bryant. I just think they don't correlate well. I think they eat into each other's value. Um, so for me, I, I think he's more or less like a GPP play if you wanted to take a shot on him. But I'm really looking at Beal and Thomas Bryant on the Wizards side. And if we're looking um, at the Mavericks side, I, you know, we know Dwight Powell is already out. So I think right. that we, you know, I mentioned there being a, a couple of cheap forwards. And I think Maxi Cleaver, 4,200. With Powell out is going to be a guy I'm going to have some interest in, especially in this matchup. Um, I mean, he's not a guy that I'm going to like lock and load, but at 4,200, we don't we don't need much from him. Um, if he goes out there and plays 30 minutes, he can easily hit value. I mean, you know, take a side of Luca and Porzingis. I, those guys are always going to be in play. We saw how great they were during the preseason. Um, I think Luca it might be a little bit overpriced for my taste um, yeah. at this point. So I I don't think I'm going to go to Luca on in this kind of game, this kind of matchup. Um, I, I mentioned wanting to take the, the wait-and-see approach with Porzingis, exactly how they kind of you know juggle his minutes. Do they limit his minutes um, on like a night-to-night basis, or do they rest him in back-to-backs? I mean, we really don't know yet. Yeah. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking. All right, man. Um, for me on the Washington side, I love, I love Bradley Beal in this game. I think Dallas is uh, pushing the pace a little bit more. I think you'll see them – you know, they finished 15th in pace, sort of in the middle of the pack, uh, or actually right dead in the middle of the pack last year. I think they'll move up a few notches. They're, they're really trying to make that one of the things that they want to do is, is increase possessions now that they have, you know, Luca and KP in there. So, I, you know, I like Beal. I think he's just, you know, he falls in this category similar to what Kemba did with Charlotte last year. I just, he's such a massive usage guy. I mean, there's really no one else on this team uh, that is going to be anywhere close, you know, to being the the centerpiece offensively. And you know, whenever it's a team that I think there's a decent matchup, um, you know, where he he should be able to to, to play well, uh, you know, there's going to be a rotation of Dallas guys that play him. But I think he's still just too darn tough. So Bill's going to be in a lot of my builds. Um, uh, and, you know, Thomas Bryan is such a, a bargain. You know, if you don't go with the, one of the high-cost centers and uh, you end up needing to, to get a value center in there, you can't go wrong with Bryan, especially, you know, uh, with Dallas not having uh, Powell there and 
having to you know switch in and out with, between Boban and and really Kleba and maybe even bumping Porzingis down there a little bit. Brian is definitely uh, got to be a consideration if you need a cheaper center for sure. Um, on the Dallas side, I'm going to plug and play Chris Stapps. You know, I've I've been uh, tooting his horn like crazy. I mean, the dude's healthy. I'm telling you, he he's healthy. He's strong. He's you know he does not look like the skinny, frail uh, Chris Stapps that played with uh, as good as he was that played in New York. He's just much more stable. Just the way he runs the floor and plants. He just looks much more durable. And he says, you know, I saw an interview with him where he said uh, his knee is 100% healthy. He doesn't feel any different than the other knee. And, you know, I just think that he is 30-minute night player, and I don't see anybody that is going to be able to stop him on the other side of the ball for Washington. I mean, you know, what a nightmare matchup uh, for them, for uh, for Hashimura or – Bertans or Brian, I don't know how they're going to wiggle waggle around who's going to guard him, but uh, I just think he's going to crush him. I don't, I don't disagree with you. For me, it's just I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Um, he's not, we're not really getting him at like a discounted salary or anything like that. Um, Dude, he's healthy. You got to oh, no, stop no, listen, worrying about. This I'm not, man. I'm not worried. He is good to go. <laughs> I'm not worried about you know how healthy it is. I, I, you know, I do think he's healthy. I agree with you. I do think he's a fantastic player. Um, I mean, the Mavericks aren't a team that generally runs their starters very long for as far as minutes as it is. I mean, Doncic is the only guy that they, but I would say, over the past you like. See that change? I'm sorry. I, I saw, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. just wanted to say, through the preseason, I saw a little bit shift in strategy from Carlisle. I think, I think he wants to run these young. I mean, because Luca and Porzingis are babies. It's not like I mean he protected guys minutes when he had the Dirks and all these guys that were old, but he doesn't. And I think that you're going to see a little shift in the Carlisle that we've seen over the last several years because he doesn't have that veteran team that it seems like the Mavericks always have. It's not DeAndre Jordan. It's not, you know, these guys that are towards the end of their careers. You've got guys in their early 20s, and I think you're going to see a lot of run from Luca and Chris Stapps this year. Hey, listen, I hope so. Um, I have a fair amount of shares in Chris Stapps in season-long leagues, so I wouldn't mind that. Um, I just don't know if that's where I want to bet. And, you know, I, I just think that it's going to be a wait. Hey, listen, if he rolls out there and scores 34 minutes, I'll take one on the chin. That's okay. I'll, and then now I know going forward that I could fully play him. I'm just not ready. I told you I like to play big bucks on these big opening slates, and I'm just not yeah. ready to invest my big bucks until I see it. I'm not doubting the talent. I'm not doubting the health. I'll never doubt those things. If you want to play Chris Stapp, it's not going to knock you. Um, you know, It's just not a spot that I think I'm going to end up in, especially uh, I wanted to touch on, again, we brought up Thomas Bryant. He's also power forward eligible on DraftKings, and that's kind of where yeah. I'm getting a lot of my love for him. Um, sure. And, and that, that's a great play, by the way. Oh, yeah. 6,600 in your power forward slot would be fantastic. You could still yeah. still slot into a couple centers if you wanted to. Um, so that's that's kind of my approach. I just know that I have a few power forwards that I am interested in. Um, I, and I did mention I wanted to spend up at center and point guard, so I can't spend up everywhere. So at some point, something's got to give. And I think that's kind of one of the spots I'm going to look to save a little bit in. 
Well, I'll throw down the gauntlet, and I'll let you know that any other power forward on this slate, the other 21 teams, I will take as a second challenge versus Porzingis fantasy points on fantasy draft. So you've got a little time. We still have four games to go. Uh, Listen, are we talking fantasy points or or point per dollar? There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Fantasy draft. Put your your money where your mouth is, coach. Do point per dollar, and we're talking. Because I'll take Thomas Bryant over on point per dollar. Let's go. You're on. All right. I'll do that. Point per dollar, I'll take somebody else. So I do. I Listen, if, if you say Porzingis outscores Thomas Bryant or another power forward on this slate by a little bit, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but we need to save some money in some spots. And if I can get somebody that's going to you know, be a significantly amount cheaper and put up a very close sort of number, uh, that's kind of where I see gaining my well, value. That, that's an easy way. I mean, it's easy to do the math to figure out what they paid paid off her uh, value, you know, uh, based on their performance of fantasy points to to dollars played. So, again, Porzingis would have to beat him fairly soundly to to beat that value number. You know what I'm saying? And so that that bet I would take. It's on. It's on. It's, it's on. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, you okay. know, I may, maybe I'm eating my words. Uh, maybe I'll be eating my words tomorrow night. Um, but that's, uh, Hey, listen, you gotta, you gotta stick with your guns on this. Take a stance. Oh no, no, I'm yeah. not saying you do. And just like, I'm saying, I don't dislike Porzingis. I'm not, I'm not hating on either one of them. I think they're both great plays. Don't get me wrong. Oh, if you we, wanted to play both of them two. in the same lineup, I wouldn't knock it either. Just think when tomorrow's over, you could be in the, in the, uh, chicken suit lead two to one. We're talking, though, a $1,600 difference on those two on DraftKings. I mean, we're talking Porzingis is the highest-priced power forward um, on the slate. So, you know, I just don't see how you're going to be able to load up Porzingis um, and then get some shares if you wanted, like, either Towns or Embiid or if you wanted to spend up at this at point guard a little bit. It's you got to get your value from somewhere, and I'm kind of curious on where you're getting it from. Uh, I've got some big value plays on this chart. I've already listed a couple of them, and I got a couple more in the holster here. I I will. It'll be a little more stars and scrubs for me, but uh, I still can still can get it done. And uh, and I you know Porzingis will. And I, I'm going to pronounce this correct correctly because it's it's a, a, a an a not an a here. So it's smash. Porzingis is going to smash the slate. That's how big he's going. <laughs> That's right. my new word for my play of the night, smashing it. <laughs> All right, dude. Knicks and Spurs. That's pretty scary. Pass. See you later. We're good <laughs> to go. Nothing to do with this. If you want to look at R.J. Barrett, go for it. Uh, you know, 5,900 is an okay price tag on him. They're, they're mentioning that he actually might even start at point guard. That might be the difference maker for him. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's questionable. Uh, Bobby Portis could come in as a, a value play if he does end up starting center, but we're still talking about they're playing against the Spurs. So how much Spurs. is this? In San Antonio. Exactly. Too. What What are these guys' ceilings really looking like against the Spurs? So um, I'm really okay, which is not really going anywhere in this game. I don't blame you, man. Um, I'm a pass for the Knicks, you know, playing in San Antonio, not knowing what the heck's going on with their rotation, you know, I, as much as I like Fizdale, I'm not sure. 
his strategy I right now. I can't believe you like this guy, man. We talked about it a little earlier. He's in the a year. good coach, but oh I, man, I'm he's really, so shaky. Like this whole. I don't know what he's. He's got to have a reason. It's either he's got to be like pissed at like Dennis Smith or something. He's pissed Somebody's at everyone. Doghouse. He's he's talking about on. four different starting point guards at this point. He even mentioned Al- Alonzo Trier now. I mean, I'm a big Trier yeah. fan and. Like, come on, man. Let's just—you you, got to figure out some sort of rotation. You got to give some it, sort of clarity. You—you. You, it sounds like every single guard on this team's playing twenty minutes, according to him. So I don't know what they're doing. I did read that Trier's going to start at the two, though. I did read that. So I don't know. I mean, Fizz is having a breakdown here. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm steering a hundred percent clear with you on that one. From the San Antonio side, I, I only like one guy, and it's DeJounte Murray. I think he's priced right. I like him. He's he's a good value guy. It's 100% his team. First game back in, in front of the home crowd. Another guy that doesn't have minutes restriction. So uh, he'll be making some of my lineups. But that's the only the only spur I like because you know I'm concerned of blowout here. Yeah. Murley's going to be a guy that we're going to definitely have some owner. He's a guy that can rack up rebounds. He can rack up steals and blocks at the guard position. Um, that's yep. very valuable, especially for if you're playing on FanDuel, where they give you a little extra points for those defensive stats. And whoever he's playing at point, if it's Smith or Peyton or Barrett or who the hell knows, I mean, he should be scripping guys and, and racking it because he's a, he's a potential all-defensive player in the nba in my opinion i yeah, think he will be absolutely. future and every so and let's, I, let's be real every one of these sorry. guards i'm sorry to cut you off coach every one of these guards is like a turnover machine on the Knicks side of the ball um that just yeah. bodes very well for him i hate to see you get this upset about the knicks man it's okay i can't okay. stand fizdale listen <laughs> i there's one thing that grinds my gears and i actually like the guy you know when he was over there in memphis i thought he would but once he came over to the Knicks and the way he ran these rotations, the way he speaks and is just so cagey with the way yeah. that he, I, I can't take it. And I don't I, I want nothing to do with him. I don't think that I don't think he knows what he's doing at this point, the way he talks about his home team. I, I genuinely don't. I I can't say that I'm I'm not disappointed for a guy that I, I like, but I don't know what's going on there. I'm I keep thinking there's a method to his madness, but, you know, I'm starting to really wonder, man. You may be right. I hope I'm not. <laughs> I hope I'm not, but All it looks right, like Steve, that. Let's, we got three left. Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. All right. So this is uh, – I mentioned a few guys on Oklahoma that I'm, uh, I'm going to be very favorable going forward in this year, but this is just this is not the matchup for me. Um, I like Steven Adams a lot. This year, uh, not against Rudy yeah. Gobert. I like Chris Paul a lot this year. Uh, not going against Mike Conley, really. Uh, I just don't think that this is a spot where I really want to target. Shy Gildress is a fair price, you know, for for what he is. I don't think he's overpriced. I don't really think yeah. he's underpriced. Um, I don't think there's a much much juice left in the orange in this kind of matchup, though, where I'm going to really want to target him. So, um, you know. I'm really not too thrilled about any. I think Gallinari will be low owned, and I think that he does have the upside in the scoring to get you there. Um, I just don't think that this is a spot on the Oklahoma City side. I'm really too enticed to play, and I think with Utah, uh, you know, I'm going to cross Gobert out because I mentioned so many other centers. Um, 
you know, I, I think that as far as the wings, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a fair price tag. I think he's actually a little underpriced on, across the industry. Um, but, you know, we, we mentioned Beal, and we're going to be talking about that Suns game in a little while. So I just don't right. know if I'm going to be able to get there as far as just with the other guys on the board. I do not blame you. Um, you know, games at Utah against teams where, you know, I think that, that they're going to be favorite against – you know, just they, they control pace so well and their, you know, defensive interior and now on the ball with Conley there, they're going to be tough, man. They're, they're, I think they'll probably finish second to the Clippers uh, in defensive proficiency this season. I mean, they're, they have a chance to, to really lock teams down. So, you know, I, I was tempted by Shea a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, I really am just going to look at this game, and this will be one game that I completely pass. Yeah, we can't have love for all these games at the end of the day. There's 11 can't of them on. You can't. You, you got to pass it. got to take a hard stance on some guys, and that's why I always say, you know, maybe it bites me. Maybe I take one off the chin in it. Um, but that's part of the DFS no. world, man. You got you to gotta be able to take one off the chin once in a while. You're going to have your bad beats. You're going to have those guys that, you know, you regret not playing here and there. But you know what? If you do your research and you trust what you're doing, you trust your process and how you build your lineups and you've had continuous success doing it this way, um, you just got to be ready to take one once in a while. And, uh, you know, this is a spot where, hey, if I get beat, I get beat, whatever. I'm, I'm cool with it. Gotta because take a stand. That's yeah, right. No, I mean, I, at, the, at the end of the night, I think, uh, you know, four out of five times we'll be right in this kind of scenario. I agree. All right. I actually got out of my seat and I'm standing up because I'm so excited. I've been waiting <laughs> For 10 games to get to this game, uh, the two t- there's two 10 o'clock Eastern games, and the first one is my favorite game of the night, Sacramento and the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and this is a game that we were kind of hyping up, and I think everybody's in play. Everybody's in play in this game. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, the Suns, I'm looking at Booker, I'm looking at Aiton, I'm looking at Oubre. Those are the three guys on that side. I definitely have a lot of interest in. We're talking about the Suns team that was the worst uh, statistical team against guarding opposing shooting guards. Devin Booker is a walking bucket. Um, So I'm perfectly okay with playing him. He's only $100 cheaper than Bradley Beal, and that's kind of where I get that toss-up. Yes, Beal's going to have a much higher usage and a much higher floor, uh, but Booker's a slate breaker. Uh, We've seen it before in the past, and I think this is the type of matchup where he could easily break a slate. So I'm going to have interest in him. Um, and you know, it's going to be hard for me to get to Aiton given the other centers that we have on the board, but I think this is a great matchup for him. Um, on the, uh, you know, the other side of the ball in Sacramento, I'm looking at your boy, like the Fox says, uh, he's the other guy, 7,700, he's 400 cheaper than Kemba. So if you wanted, you know, the only logical sense, if you're not going to go up to like, you know, your Kemba or your Kyrie or one of those other high price guards, it's going to be to De'Aaron Fox at 7,700. Uh, Marvin Bagley, yep. I definitely have some interest in at 72. He's going to be a focal point of this offense. He should get time at the four and the five. Um, and then no Buddy Heald at 7K. Those those three guys, I think three guys on each side of the ball, the three guys I'm going to keep in my player pool, I'm going to you know eliminate the rest of them just by uh, you know process of elimination. Uh, I don't think you need to go to your, you know, your Harrison Barnes kind of players. I just don't think that the upside is going to be there for those types of guys. So that's kind of where I'm at with this game, Coach. I'm, I'm getting straight to the point with it, and those are the guys I have interest in, and those are the only guys I will have interest in. Beautiful, man. Well, I've got five guys in this game that are going to make my lineups and GPPs and cash games. Uh, and, you know, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head, and, you, you know, 
you, you saw all this coming. There's there's value here, man. There really is. I think uh, De'Aaron Fox is going to be my, my number one point guard for the night. I think Buddy Hield is a terrific play. Uh, and I think Marvin Bagley at, at a power forward spot at that price is a terrific play. So those three are going to be in the game for me. And the two on the Phoenix side, I think Devin Booker, you know, again, he can break any slate. I mean, you cannot beat it, beat him, uh, you know, when he's hot and going against a team where, you know, Buddy Hill likes to trade threes. I could see those guys, uh, you know, both hitting like eight or nine threes a piece. So uh, I love both those guys. And then I like Ubre as well. I think he's another cheap uh, option, really, for a guy that uh, is going to get solid minutes. Uh, he gets after it. Uh, he's a he's a, a underrated player. And, uh, you know, those five guys are my key guys. You know, if it was a smaller slate, I think Aiton would be in play. But, you know, he's like my fifth or sixth rated set, uh, center. But, uh, you know, five guys is a lot of guys. So this – I'll definitely have the late-night hammer going – uh, with, uh, you know, probably a third of my lineup in some of these cash games coming out of this game. So I'll be sweating it when, when the show's uh, going on tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'll be peeking at this uh, Phoenix game uh, in Sacramento for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't mention Dario Sarge, but he's a very fair price tag. Uh, we just don't know exactly how many minutes he's going to get. Uh, at this point, I'm not expecting like you know 34 minutes like a lot of the other starters that when they want to run their small ball lineup. Like when Bagley goes to the five, he probably won't be on the court too much. So when that kind of happens, I I think that you know that's going to really hurt him. But at this price tag, we we kind of seen his upside in the past. We know what he could do. I I, I definitely think this is a good matchup for him. Um, I'm not going to cross him out of my player pool, but it's going to be very hard pressed to get that much exposure in a game this is a great game but we just like you said we just mentioned five or six other guys that we have a lot of interest in as well but i just wanted to mention him um in case anybody you know kind of stumbled across well, him let me give you a heads up him because you you may want to scratch him is he is probable to play in this game but he does have an arm injury a tricep or bicep or something that's strained he missed the last um preseason game completely and then he was limited in practice a little bit. So I really don't think you're going to get uh, a big run out of him. He'll probably 20-minute kind of guy just until his arm's 100%. So just something to throw in there. No, that's a good point, Coach. Um, I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't really take too much into account when a guy sits out of a preseason game, especially when it's one towards the back end of uh, the preseason. Um, just because it's why why you know why why risk it? At the end of the day, they know this guy's going to be a part of their offense. Most likely, their starting power forward, um, you know, went out and made a move for him. So it's it, you know I don't think it's something I'm taking too much account into. But again, he's not a guy I was looking to plug into my lineups immediately. Anyway, it's just a guy I wanted to mention. I think he's a GPP option. He's definitely not a cash game option. Um, but it's a great matchup. It's going to be a high tempo game. It's it, there's going to be a lot of rebounds and a lot of defensive stats that kind of go around in this game. I hope so. I'd love to see a, a real tight, high-scoring game. That'd be fantastic, man. Um, all right. We're, we're at number 11, dude. The first monster slate of the season. And we're going to finish up in style with Denver and Portland. 
Yeah, so I mean, this is a game that this is a potential playoff matchup that we're going to see, you know, 82 games from now. (laughs) So uh, I definitely think there's going to be some guys in play. I mean, when you're talking about all these other teams and all these other matchups, these are two very good defensive teams. I think, you know, Portland adding uh, Hassan Whiteside is definitely going to boost them in the in the post. Uh, yeah, it's Jokic, I guess. Uh, 9,600, he's always in play. We mentioned other centers, so I'm not going to go that way. I'm okay. I'm, I'm probably going to fade a lot of these guards for Denver for most of the season, just knowing that um, how deep they are and you know how, how they could just easily, you know, Murray's having a bad shooting game, whatever it may be, go to Morris. They have options. So for me, right. I, I mean, I'm really not looking at too much, um, you know, from, from Denver. It helps that they're not playing in Denver. Um, that's a little, I guess a little, a little boost, but for me, I'm not really looking at too much on the Denver side of the ball. And if you're going to really look at anybody on the Portland side of the ball, um, we kind of know who we're looking at, at at this point, you know, you're looking at white side, you're looking at Lillard and you're looking at McCollum. Um, and I think that's really it. I think, I think Lillard's fair priced at 9,100. I think I'd rather play Fox at 77 in a better matchup. I think I'd rather right. play Kyrie at 89 in the better matchup. And I think I'd rather play Kemba at 81 in a better matchup. So that's kind yep. of where I'm at as far as, you know, both of these teams. I don't think any of them are necessarily bad plays. I just think that we have a few other better options that we could choose from. All right, man. Not bad. Not bad. Good take. Uh, for me on the Denver side, I, I have some interest in Jamal Murray. I think that his price is reasonable enough. I think that uh, he's a big minutes guy. And, uh, you know, to me, he's he's the guy that's locked in uh as much as anybody, as far as their rotation goes. So uh, he's going to be a consideration for me. Um, Other than that, Denver, you know, as I've mentioned in the preseason, once the regular season rolls around, their depth is, is so strong. uh, It makes it hard to play some of these guys. Now I did read today that Michael Porter jr. Is not in their rotation. So that's one guy that that's sort of going to be sitting initially, but they still with, that whole conglomeration of Harris, Beasley, Barton, Craig, Millsap, Grant, you know, Jokic, Plumley. these guys are all going to play and uh, just it, it spells DFS worry for me. So Murray's the only guy on that side of the ball I'm looking at. And then sort of a surprise here to finish up the night on, on the Portland side. Uh, I don't like the big priced guys here. I sort of like Zach Collins. I just think that he, he, you know, he does get in foul trouble. I know that and everything, but he is a good fantasy points per minute. I like this matchup with some of the Denver fours. They'll be rotating in, and I think he could, you know, really be one of those guys that could get, uh, you know, triple his value uh, price tag uh, for Portland. Hey, listen, I'm not going to knock Zach I mean, if I had any interest on the Portland side, I, I'd even go a little cheaper than Zach Collins, and I would stay at that forward position, maybe more of a small yeah. forward, um, and look at Kent Bazemore, if anything, just because oh, we know he can. Yeah, I just yeah. think at DraftKings, 4K is just too cheap for him. He's a guy that can easily get four steals by halftime. Um, yeah. we just He's a GPP play. It's not a cash game play, but we just know the kind of upside that Baysmore has shown in the past. He's a boomer bust kind of guy. Uh, it's either 17 fantasy points or 35. Um, and if you get him on that 35-point night on a 4K salary, um, that's pretty good. So I, I, I think that's the one guy I might have a little bit of uh, interest in, but I'm not going to go out of my way to kind of force him in. If if he's the last guy throwing my lineup because I need to save money, that's kind of how he's going to end up in it. 
My my only concern is, and I get what you're saying, it's just that three spot with Hood, Bazemore, Hazonia, you know, it just it seems a little crowded. You know, I, I don't know. But I think uh, I, there's not a chance that Hazonia plays over Bazemore at the three, in my opinion. I just don't I just don't see it happening. Yes, Hazonia is a very fun player to watch, and yes, he, he did great during preseason, but that's because they weren't playing their starters as much. Um, yeah. and, you know, we saw that when Hazonia had bigger games, Bazemore barely played, and I think that's enough to be said right there that this is pretty much Bazemore's, um, you know, job at this point. Uh, you know, maybe he doesn't start necessarily, uh, but he, he he's pretty much locked into 23, 22 minutes um, at least, if you ask me. So um, yeah, not the best matchup. But that's 4K. my point, though, dude, is, you know, uh, can you afford to put a guy on a 22-game team slate that's going to play under 25 minutes. It's just, to me, that seems dangerous. Have we mentioned a guy that's cheaper than him tonight, though? No, I don't think we have. Yeah. I think 4K is the cheapest that we could possibly look at. And if yeah. you need to four, that's why I said, if he's the last guy I'm putting in there and if it means I'm jamming in a few extra studs because I played him, I'm okay with it. If, if he plays, you know, I'm saying 22-24, he can easily play 28. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise awesome. me. We really don't. We really don't know what to look at when it comes to Baysmore and what his role is going to be on this team. It could be a monster steal. There's no doubt about it, man. And you would be looking like a brilliant DFS shark that you are, my man. I hope I am. All right, we have made it through eleven games. We have two chicken suit challenges already. We're already frosty, yelling at each other about the Knicks and everybody else. This is beautiful, man. This is it's season. We got our blood flowing. Everybody's fired up. This is beautiful, man. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Coach. I might have looked at uh, a couple of the scores just now. Uh-oh. Um, well, just not even the scores. I guess we could just say uh, Dwight Howard versus JaVale McGee. So far, McGee's played Uh-oh. six minutes. Howard's played nine. Um. I don't know, man. I mean, McGee, two points, zero rebounds, one block. Oh, Dwight yeah. Howard's not doing too much better, but uh, he's got one point, one rebound, one block. Yeah. So they Ooh. both suck right now. I but. told you they were, they were better to fade the two guys than anything else. That's yeah. probably the way to go. Yeah. But listen, make sure, you know, we're putting this show out in the evening so that you get it first thing in the morning. So the big, big important thing that I cannot emphasize enough is – you can't just take the information from this show and plug everything in tomorrow because things will change tomorrow as far as guys, you know, that are gets uh, sat out or, you know, whatever the news that breaks, you got to stay up on it. So follow at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. Follow me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. My man here at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O. T-R-I-A, and our man Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic. And make sure to you know keep an eye on that stuff. We go to hoop-ball.com to our forums. We have a DFS thread now that we've got our, our guys, Miles and Andy, uh, putting stuff up uh, as the day's going on. Uh, also, they'll post the show on there and sort of break down some of the things that Mike and I went over. And so stay up with all of that up until lock. That is the key. And we're both very active on there. We'll be throwing some stuff up uh, throughout the day. So that is it, man. Do you have anything in closing? I think we're good, Coach. I mean, just, uh, you know, have fun, guys. It's uh, it's basketball. It's here. <laughs> we're, we're here. 
Uh, you know, don't overthink things. Kind of just go with your go with your gut, go with your knowledge. You know, you guys, if you've been listening to us, you probably heard us harp on a lot of these players for some time now. So, um, you know, just have fun doing this. At the end of the day, we're you're not using this necessarily to uh, to like you know pay your bills. You know, you you play you play DFS because you love doing this and making money. In the in the end of the day, is fun as well. So just have fun doing it, guys. Enjoy the games. We're gonna have a lot. Um, it's going to be fun. Whip ass at it, get better, you know, manage your bankroll. And then you can be like me someday and, uh, do this for a living because it can be done, but you know, you got to build to it. it. It's taken me years to get to this point, but stick with us on a daily basis. We're going to give you every ounce of knowledge that we have. We're going to give you every play that we have, every fade that we have, and we're going to try to really help you do well because we want to see great results. And let us know some of those great results. That's the other thing. You know, we don't have a normal type chat thing where we can just go in there and post all the time. Now, you certainly can do that on our forums at hoop-ball.com. But hit us up on Twitter as much as you can, both of us. You know, we want to see. Put a screenshot up there. Let us know, you know, hey, we use some of your stuff that you shared and we pop this and hit that because I know we're going to throw some monster winners on the board. I mean, tomorrow's a, a you know, fantasy draft has a $30,000 guaranteed pick and roll contest. And, you know, they've, they've had a few of their, uh, it had been some overlay on some of those contests lately. So there's some great value there. So get on there, get that stuff done, man. And we're going to help you guys bring it home. So awesome. It's been a great show. Thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Mike Apatria, I'm Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it. NBA DFS. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.